Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nanme Munis. Glad to be back with you. I'm joined by David Maymoudis. How are you doing today, David? Doing okay. Hello, everyone. And it is just a little bit after the Sounders game against Atlanta. And uh, I'm a little pissed off. Uh, um, I think you are, too. And, yeah, we have um, to stop uh, losing for an interesting... games where we're the better team. Yeah. Okay, so let's break it down. Uh, let's break down the games that we've missed. There's been six since we last talked. Uh, and uh, in those six, we saw we we had two 1-0 losses, two 2-1 losses, uh, and then two wins. Also... Uh, two uh, chances uh, for New Who that both could have been uh, monumental goals for the Sounders. Um, but apparently we are not on the uh, best timeline because he did not score. And we can't have nice things, so New Who doesn't get to score today. Uh, Last year, the Sounders did well in all their one-goal games. This year, not so much so far. Now, we are really today uh, going to uh, focus entirely on the Sounders for all your world soccer uh, news and coverage. Please make sure to check out Football is Life. Uh, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, and it covers all uh, the MOS action and the world of soccer uh, in more detail. That comes out every Friday, um, and you can hear me talk about the Sounders as well as the rest of the league. Football is life. You can find go to their website, footballislife.net. Uh, and uh, yeah, there you can find links to social media, and you can follow follow them there. It's a great show that I I'm glad to be a part of. But let's get into to the Sounders uh, now, uh, and we'll we'll still somewhat go in order, but we're, we're pretty much going to move past Nashville and Chicago because in both of these games, Sounders. Just letting uh, the other team take all three points. I think that's perhaps overstating a little bit, but there does seem to be a common thread of playing well and, you know, letting in a goal that maybe shouldn't have gone in and not finishing a couple of chances that could have been finished. We go to the Nashville game. Um, a lot of chances. Uh, the Sounders did have a, a 
uh, a fair amount of chances. Obviously, New Who, this was New Who's best chance, and Joe Willis comes up with a miraculous save. Somehow, New Who didn't score there. Um, really would have changed the game. Um, in Chicago, not really many chances for the Sounders. Chicago took the lead early with a lame goal. Same thing in Nashville, lame goal. And then both teams just really sat back. Sounders really not generating anything. And it's very obvious that, and with most of the games in this in this span, in this tough span that we've had recently, um, it's very obvious that, Ra- that Raul Roy Diaz hasn't been on the field. Um, can you talk a little bit about what, like, what you've noticed with him not being here? All right. I mean, I think, you know, the point is not only is he the best finisher of chances where the Sounders haven't, you know, have had too many chances that have gone unfinished, um, the opposing defenses know that. So he just pulls everybody else out of position in a way that Montero and Bruin can't. He just has such a much better, much larger gravitational force on everyone in the in the field uh, paying attention to him, to him, trying to make sure they have one and a half people at least devoted to stopping him at any instant. Um, and so when he's on the field, the other 10 sounders look better. And in this time, we've seen Montero and... Bruin uh, switch in and out. Um, I would say, for the most part, Bruin is still the number two guy. He's getting more the more of the starts. Like when when I say when Raul Diaz is not is not healthy, but and it's between both of them when both Bruin and. Uh, and Montero are healthy. I think Bruin is still number two, and that is because Bruin can still play forward. Montero cannot play forward by himself now. That's just not how he plays anymore. Bruin is able to play in between the defense, and I think Bruin, yes, he hasn't scored. He hasn't scored recently, but that hasn't been his fault. I don't think it has been his fault. He hasn't really had he hasn't had like one massive chance that you can point to um with the, where he should have done better. Um and I because of this I would like to say, and I I think it's Bruins definitely frustrated um and obviously since we've been failing to score um I I don't want us to just be playing one of them. So we saw many times where Bruin goes off, Montero comes on. Why can't we keep them both on? We've never really gone into see Freddie Montero play with Bruin. We've seen Bruin play with Roy Diaz some, and that worked. If we think about last season, when Bruin and Roy Diaz played together um, up top, they played very well. They had a good partnership going, and for some reason, Smetzer has not has decided not to do that this year. You know, I think that's all about the strengths of the Sounders midfield. So if the question is, 
do you go with two out and out forwards? It means, you know, something else has to give somewhere on the field. So either you're keeping your defenders back a lot more than we tend to, or you're um, giving up somebody in the midfield. And, um, you know, I guess, um, yeah, you could argue that maybe there is one midfield slot up to grab, up for grabs where you could claim a second forward is the answer. Um, but, but I don't know. I mean, and this is, you know, the, it, it feels to me like the, the, the number of times we've seen Montero has been as many as we've seen Bruin while Rui Diaz has been unavailable. I don't know. Was Bruin injured for a while? I'm trying to remember back. Bruin um, had COVID. Um, okay. That so was the that only time he's the... been out. He hasn't been injured. That's that's the only reason he's been out. That 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 uh, that's why Montero got a couple of right. starts. So I mean, I I agree with you that I you know as a as an observer, I like the style of play better. You know, the same way we've been asking for two forwards, the game can be more fun to watch with one or two forwards instead of zero. With Montero, you know, playing as the false nine and going all the way back to midfield to get the ball. Um, and and, and the, I I would argue that even when Bruin is uh, that that um, again like by himself like Bruin is just doing so much more off the ball than Montero is like Montero when he doesn't have the ball he plays like um. He plays like an annoying forward in the way where like he's going to he knows how to legally annoy the goalkeeper. And sometimes that's good. And there are games that you need that. But like Bruin is more Bruin's more Bruin's more focused about doing stuff with the ball more. uh, Montero's sort of more like uh, I'm going to do stuff without the ball. Bruin's really trying to like be a team player, I feel like when he. When he went like, and he really tries to get involved with the ball. I think they both have a lot of soccer skill and soccer experience, and they're both willing to work hard for the team. It comes out in different ways. You know, Bruins hold up play. I think I've really been a fan of um, Bruins. Yeah. You know, willingness to go. You know, get in a physical confrontation over anything. Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's interesting how Bruin is the Bruin's the one that where yes, Bruin does go and get into that those like physical situations, but uh, you you sort of when you say when you say stuff like that, and then we talk about like um the technical play from like Montero, you sort of expect their attitudes to be flipped, like their attitude. Like their attitudes, or I'm sorry, they are flipped. Like you sort of expect, wouldn't you expect like the more physical one to have the attitude more like Montero, as opposed to um, it being like the other way? Because like I would say, like Will Bruin is more of like uh, uh, he seems more of like the he's he's more of like the lovable bear. Like, goofy, happy, like, lucky. Whereas Montero yeah. seems more serious and focused on winning. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it's, it, but it's interesting how their play like is the is the opposite of that. You know what I'm saying? 
it, it's um uh i don't know it's it, like it's an interesting thing um but okay but going back to like the, the what you were saying about the midfield is the reason that's why we're not playing with two two forwards um now I, my my response to that is let's think about who we're playing in the midfield um take this last game take these last two games who starts out wide in the midfield who's that extra midfield player it's uh it's our dear old friend leo chu congratulations to leo chu congratulations on getting married uh that's uh, that's awesome that that jp was the was the witness congratulations uh uh leo chu um, this is where this is frustrated with, with this is, contributions. Yeah, yeah. This is where the comments. This is where the the nice comments end for Leo Chu, because at, at this stage he is the one who should definitely be uh be taken out if we to move to like this two forward formation. And and even with Roy Diaz coming back and him normally playing that that uh, up top, and obviously we saw this in the second half of the Atlanta game when he came off. He comes on where um, when Raul comes on, we're playing in our normal one striker formation. He looks very good. So all of this two striker thing might not even make sense anymore since Raul is back. Uh, but but again, Leo Chu, Leo Chu has got to come out. He is a pro. He is literally approaching. Mark Birch levels of garbage. And that is that is huge. If you've been you've been listening to you you go back into the history of Scarves Up, you will find there is a lot of hatred coming towards Mark Birch. I've made it very clear that Mark Birch is completely garbage. So if I say anyone is at all remotely close to Mark Burtz, that is not good. And Leo Chu, especially in this Atlanta game, I can only really remember him doing touching the ball like once. Um in this in this true. basket. Okay, no. okay. So he was very he, unnoticeable. He was very the, unnoticeable in the Atlanta he game. He had he had a bunch of he he had you know one thing I noticed at the beginning of the game, he had two good defensive plays where he won the ball back. And then immediately lost it back to the other team. So that was at least two touches. Uh, you know, part that of didn't this, end up having an impact. Uh, part uh, of this could be on three times yeah. when he had the ball on the left wing, faced up one on one against somebody, and you know looked like he was gearing up to do the Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm going to do seven step overs and then run around you move. Um, but he did it very very slowly, like he was already in slow motion. And then I think one time he put a good cross in, but the other time he didn't. Um, uh, but, so but like, you know, touches. how many times did they really say his name? This could also be about the commentators yeah, for this game. They almost really never say his hard name. To produce, hard to pronounce, you know, so. His name is two syllables. Well, okay. It, you know, but. Um, I, I, but like, also we look at other games, um, in, in this game, like he didn't get the ball much. So he really couldn't mess up or his or him losing the ball wasn't as noticeable. We go back to the Dallas game. We go back to games before that 
besides like the few times though, like I think he has two assists or something this season, maybe he has three. Uh, besides those single plays, he has done nothing. All he does is lose the ball. All he does is not run. He's fast. If he's on the field, he should have energy. He's never gonna. He has not played a full game in a while for us. With how much he plays, there is no reason he should be walking. So you're a professional uh, athlete. You, 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 you're twenty. You're twenty four. He's twenty three or twenty four. He should be running. He's fast. You know, going back to one of your your you know you were mentioning how your feelings about Mark Birch, which I do feel you get a little too focused on. One of the things that I've said, you know, repeatedly um, in earlier years of the Sounders used to be uh, be faster, Harry Ship, um, where you sort of had the sense that Harry Ship would get himself into good positions and then just unfortunately not be Jordan Morris and not be able to run and get the ball. Today I had a couple of, you know, be faster Leo Chu um, moments. But here's when... just, here it's different. Like, that's completely different. It's different for Leo Chu and Harry Ship because Leo Chu is actually fast. Like, Leo Chu well, has shown again, he's there actually times fast. When there were balls that I thought he had a chance to get to, and he just didn't. And that's because he's not running. Fa- he's not. He didn't start running um, quick enough. He's yeah. fast. He is so much faster like than Harry, Harry Ship. It's not even close. From- you know, maybe unlike Harry Ship, he can hear me yelling from the stands and actually run faster. Today he was in Atlanta. I would hope so. Um. So he's in it. So go. So like, what's what? What do we think is the solution with with Leo Two? Or like, it's like obviously Clearly, like he's he's gonna take him off and put and put. Uh, you know, Bruin and and Rui Diaz up top, and then arrange the midfield somehow behind them. Uh, at this stage, now that we have Raul back, um, I alluded to it a little bit. What would you do? Would you stay with the with the five player midfield, or would you go two up front? Um, I mean, I I feel like. You know, I like the idea we've been talking about, about having Bruin on the field more and Chu on the field less. Yeah. Um, and seeing what Rui Diaz and Bruin can do, um, you know, and Bruin. putting putting Morris into that role that Chu is supposed to be doing of, you know, running down the left wing while, you know, when when the forwards have drawn everyone away from that. That's another thing. That's another thing. Um, uh, we need... That that we really could have tried in this stretch and we really didn't. Only for like maybe thirty minutes of a half did Morris ever play forward. But Morris has been scoring a lot of our goals recently. Um, we should keep him up top. We gotta put him more forward. I think yeah, I don't I don't know about that because Morris sometimes a, seems to do better when people forget about him and leave a big space. So I think I don't that know. that's fair. You know, I think Bruin and Rui Diaz have their own way of, you know, when they're surrounded by two big center backs, you know, Bruin just bounces off of them until they get tired of being bounced off of them. And Rui Diaz, like, ties their shoes together and goes, hides the corner until they can't find him and then comes out again. You know, but I don't know that Morris knows what to do in that situation. What about um, also uh, the idea of having Rusnak play in the position that Leo Chu has played? Because Rusnak 
played in that wider position a lot more with RSL. Right. That's what he's done before. Um, I mean, I think there the question We just haven't seen that. Well, right. So then the question is, you know, who plays defensive midfielder then, you know, because you don't want Ladero doing it. You want him to be able to get forward and create. Yeah. Um, So, you know, again, if we had JP, we'd have a whole bunch more options. Um, Can Leva and Atencio and, you know, when we get Vargas back, um, can that give enough stability there that you can afford to let Ruznak go somewhere else? But, you know, today I don't think we can do it. Yeah, um, when we get Obad Vargas back um, from injury, because he has also been a huge loss. I mean, uh, the ceiling for Obad Vargas, how um, pundits are rating him is so high, and him being out with a broken back has been such a huge loss for the Sounders. Um, and I understand what you're saying about why Roos, we haven't seen Roos Nagat, what is completely true. Like we, we really don't have, um, at the moment we, uh, I mean, we could go Atencio and Leva there. Um, um, that's definitely something we could try. Um, that being said, um, I do hope, um, because, in the last 10 games of the season, we got 10 games left in this season. We got to score goals. And uh, the way that I think we can maximize our goal scoring threat at this point is having both Bruin and Roy Diaz on the field. They play differently. Bruin is very good about heading at, at uh, winning the ball up top and then finding it. Uh, dropping it over either with his head or his body to someone else who's making a run, whether that's Morris or Roy Diaz. Um, it just gives us so many options right around the box. Um, now, one one worry I then, have is I think it will take some adapting to. Yeah. You know, I think there is a possibility if you, you know, for the first 10 or 100 minutes that we see that formation for, you may see them getting in each other's way until they really learn how not to have that happen at game speed and and develop a real partnership up there. So, you know, that I think would be the argument. Well, either it could be the argument I think that you're just, you want I, the playoffs, you better do it now, or the argument that you should do it next preseason rather than now. I I I, I think they I think they could figure that out now. I think that uh this would mean um in some ways it means we're uh if we do that Maybe we're not really playing with um, uh, a center defensive midfield. We what if we more just play like a midfield that's more just a line across, and you just do Morris on the left, Rusnak wide, um, and then Rodon, uh, Rodon and Ladero in the middle. I think that could work for the Sounders. And um, then that forward, it- just like yeah. I think it could, but it means that you 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 don't necessarily get a lot of an, enough of Roldan or Ladero going forward. Um, I mean, again, you know, there you've you've got a four four two. You know, I guess are you thinking of uh, you know Ladero a little more attacking and Roldan a little more defensive behind him, probably. Yes, um, and then you can also switch, and then Rusnak and Rodon can also switch. Easily. Right. I mean, obviously a very traditional formation that that you know you've seen a lot of 
it doesn't yeah. seem like it's much in favor either in MLS or the Premier League anywhere. Um, so, um, yeah. you know, I think it's unlikely to happen. Uh, so let um, so we're looking at we've been talking about how we could adjust the midfield. Um, let's talk about the defense recently. Um, the the goals that the Sounders have let in recently um, have been a mixed bag. We've seen we've seen a lot of sloppy goals, but we've also seen a lot of good goals. So like it's hard to judge. And generally, I would say the defense is playing really well. We're playing we're playing well. Stephen Fry is for long stretches. We haven't you know let given the opponents a whole lot of chances. Um, we've let too many chances in. You know, today Atlanta just didn't have mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of chances. Um, the goal, the uh, uh, Atlanta's game winner today is pretty similar. Um, uh, it's pretty similar to the goal that we got scored on last week at LAFC, um, in which Fry didn't even have a chance, um, and just no one closed down the 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 shot taker fast enough. Uh, what for since we've seen that goal scored on us two weeks in a row, what has to change for plays like that? Is that just Yamar Yamar yeah, Ariaga, or is that is that the midfield? Luck. I think it's the midfield who has to be stepping out to those. You yeah. know, if you're talking about a shot taken from 20 yards, it's not. You can't expect the center backs to be the ones getting to it. Yeah. I think it's you know pressure on the ball, um, to. You know, I guess the difference is, you know, maybe a world-class player can take a shot like that under pressure. Um, a merely, you know, MLS average player needs three or five seconds to set up for a shot like that. I will say at least recently, um, at least recently in this Atlanta um in 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 this in the Atlanta the Dallas and LAFC game um only one of those games is a win but i would say the defense like there's it's we shouldn't panic with the defense cuz uh, i mean like uh, yes the midfield can do better but their defense is still playing at a very high level and and we are getting unlucky Right. I mean, but I like, think with with all of these games, you know, there it's hard to point to long stretches of yeah. times where we felt like we were the worst team on the field. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe the LAFC game, but we were leading in that, and obviously had chances to to get points out of it. Um, you know, so I don't know. You know, the fact that we're we're looking good in all of these games, either that means you know, oh, we're just being unlucky and there's no reason to panic, or it means you know, we should panic because we keep losing these games where we're looking better in. Now, you know, the most important thing is to be ready for the playoffs, which involves, you know, both getting players back and being physically ready and making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be nice to be able to get the one or two seeds, but that's sort of looking increasingly out of out of reach. So it's a question Which's- of, you know, keeping ourselves yeah. above the line and then getting ready to win those games we'll have to play. Yeah. At the moment, I'm still of the belief um, where 
again, no one wants the playoffs in the playoffs. Like we have the experience. Everyone will be scared if they have to face us in the playoffs. Um, and the Sounders are aware that we just need to get in. I think they're. This has been shown by. We're really taking care of Roy Diaz with easing him back. Uh, we do not want him to get injured again this season. We need him to start to, at this stage, start hitting his stride to get ready for the playoffs. Because uh, we need him on the field. Um, again, uh, really going to that LAFC game, uh, going to the LAFC game, uh, well, we'll let's, let's just transition and we'll talk about that again. This was our first time at Bank of the California Stadium. Uh, what are your thoughts on the stadium uh, atmosphere in general? Yeah, I mean, the stadium itself is, you know, is is uh, just sort of a great physical construction, you know, pretty small. Um, you know, it's, I guess, the question of does LAFC feel they, they should be playing in SoFi down the street? Um you know, you'd think they would have more ambitions than that. Obviously, the their supporter section is loud. Uh, I think great it has atmosphere. The sound system of any stadium I've ever been in. Yeah, you know, great atmosphere. The, the, well, but I mean, it just the pumped in sound was so loud. It's true. I don't. I don't know if we just happened to be under some yeah. big speakers or what. But you know, I hadn't. I hadn't wished mm-hmm. I had hearing protection at a at a soccer game. You know, even as loud as Lumen Field can get. So we got to uh, we got to witness uh, Bale's first time playing at the bank. Uh, what did you think about uh, him coming on? Um, also, Chiellini in this game, first time the home fans got to see them on the field. Oh, I guess they saw yeah, Chiellini I mean, before. You know, the crowd was obviously excited. Um, the uh, kids in the stands behind us thought Gareth Bale took the best corner kick they'd ever seen. Um, so it was nice to hear that enthusiasm from the crowd. Um, you know, Bale, I guess, yeah. didn't do much, but, you know, we've all seen him do a lot of things on the world stage, so it's it's hard to discount, you know, what he'll do. Chiellini had a lot of important clearances for... Oh, yeah, so Chiellini... For, for so the... I was saying Bale didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Chiellini, um, Chiellini, you know, looked like what he was supposed to be, you know. Uh, uh, you could tell he was you know, old. 30, a thirty-five-year-old who you he's, know has been has been great. He's thirty-eight. Um, okay, he looked thirty-five. Aside from his hair yeah. is all gone. Um, there was a lot of it. I would say he had. While he had a lot of good plays, there were a lot of plays where the other center back was also recovering for him. Like, like yeah. there were I mean, plays but, you know, where where Bruin where Bruin was battling both of them. Chiellini fell down or lost or was losing the ball to Bruin. Great play by Bruin on Chiellini. That was one thing that I very much enjoyed because obviously Bruin has spent his entire career um, uh, on this continent. Um, uh and Bruin was bossing Chiellini, uh, and but the other center back was doing a good job to fill in the gaps of what uh, Chiellini uh, was accomplishing. Uh, Chiellini you know, so almost, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say maybe that saying yeah. that that strike of the ball that Chiellini had. You know, he took a he he just had some amazing technique taking a shot from quite far out and just 
you know, struck the ball the very spin hard on at it, a very low angle. There's so much spin on that. Like it very yeah. much could have gone in. And then his you know, and, he's and, uh, and he his like smile after plays. he did that. You know, he he yeah. seemed he seemed not, you know, not surprised that he wasn't as fast as he was. So there weren't a lot of times when when you had the feeling he thought he would get to something that he didn't get to. Um you know, and yeah. you know, and I, I kept yeah. waiting for the time when you know our players made him look slow and foolish, and we didn't manage to make him look both on the same play, I'll say. Yeah. Uh this the game in general. The game in general, it was a it was a good game, even though we lost. Very happy to be there. Um, very entertaining game. Um, what was frustrating about this game is, we, up until we took the lead, um, we looked great. Like we were uh, making lots of chances. We had tons of chances. Um, then we take the lead via an, via an own goal. Uh, we probably would have scored there uh, nonetheless uh, with uh, Ladero coming at the back post. Uh, that would have been our – that was literally our only shot on goal. Besides that, we had zero shots on goal, lots of lots of chances. Um, uh, Ariaga also had a chance that he put wide on a set piece. Um it was harder to miss that chance than it was to score it. Um, we go up 2-0, completely different game. I think we probably walk out with three points if we go up 2-0 in that game. Um, and instead, we just we give away two goals before halftime. Um, super frustrating. But the Sounders just like definitely took the foot off the gas pedal um, against LAFC, which was really annoying. Because, like, we were playing so well. We were playing so well before, um, uh, up until really they they uh, they uh, they scored a goal that was called back, and we just needed to keep that up. Uh, and we just let the we just kept inviting them to score, and obviously they got two goals before halftime, which made it tough. Uh. But we we played very well against LAFC, who is a very very good team this year, and they made and so they had the you know, that... they had the best they had the best transfer window. I think that's I, if you ask me, they clearly had the best transfer window. They added they made their team better, and their team was already very very good. And we were clearly better than we were clearly better than them. We were clearly better than them. And we took our foot off the gas, and they took advantage. And they've added one more near DP at the end of the transfer window. I guess and, that's another and, potential topic yeah. for us sometime is the Sounders' yeah. failure to make any move in this in this period. Yeah, well, we'll, let's, we'll, we'll cover that at the end. Yeah. But in general, um, for all of this stretch, you know, all of these six games, you know, obviously we've never been behind by more than a goal. Yeah. There, there hasn't. There hasn't been a game that didn't seem within our grasp to win. Um, yeah, which is let's talk about let's talk about set pieces uh, now for a second. The Sounders have been very good at set pieces in the past. We've been a set pe- a set piece team. Uh, this year we've been 
atrocious on set pieces. We just have not scored. We saw that in, in this game against Atlanta. Rusnak was taking most of the corners. Um, uh, if it wasn't Ladero, um, most of Rusnak's, uh, just went to the, just weren't even getting enough height. Like they were all low corners and they just weren't doing anything. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on how to improve on set pieces or, or what we're doing wrong? Is there anything yeah, that I, we like? I can't really tell to what extent the problem is about the delivery or about attacking the ball when it's coming. Mm-hmm. We got to turn that around, especially with a team who's struggling to score goals. Especially if it's just a one-goal margin, we got to take advantage of set pieces. That's got to change. Um, also in the LAFC game, Stefan Fry, who really only makes about one true error a year, I would say. And then and that's at most. Like some years, that's not even true. But in this LAFC game, I think he would definitely want the the this for the game winner goal uh, for LAFC back. Um, definitely no, not a he'll... fan of Bank of California Stadium. He has uh, let in as he the first time we ever played at Bank of California Stadium, he let in a goal that bounced off him on the free kick. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can count that as a goalkeeping error. I mean, you know, any ball that you touch as a keeper, you want yeah. to keep out. But, you know, with Carlos Vea shooting from, you know, what was it, 10 feet away or less, um, you know, it was an unlucky bounce. He would have rather had a luckier one, but I don't think uh, yeah. in any way... The marking, can... the marking is definitely more of an issue on that play. No one's marking well, and, Carlos and, But again, Vea. it was a, you know, tough piece of skill. It's It's, it's hard to say, you know... It's hard to say you're going to keep Vea from getting any touch of the ball. It was a contested touch. You know, if you can get in a position like that, get a ball at a tough angle on goal with power, you're going to score a lot of goals, which is why Vea scores a lot of goals. Um, and again, you know, Fry knows he wouldn't have had to be that much luckier to keep that out. He was basically in the right position. Um, but I don't think you, in any, you can any way say it's a goalkeeping gaffe. Uh the only reason that, uh, yeah, I think that's 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 fair. I mean, like the only reason I, I might say that is, is that, I mean, like again, Seven Fry is very very reliable. We don't see him do this kind type of stuff. Um, so like this is it's a small error, but it's an error. Hopefully, uh, if since it seems he only has one error a season, if this is gonna be it. Um, and it's only like a partial error in your mind, then I'll take it. It happens at a game that is meaning that, uh, in the end, um, it's meaningless. Um, uh, it, it didn't decide, uh, where a trophy is going to go. Um, so it's, again, it's not, not the end of the world. Seven Fry is still a very, very good goalkeeper. Um, anything else uh, from the LFC game? Um, we talked, you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the game um, about the the smoke that uh, the LAFC supporters set off at the beginning of this game. Um, 
I we're both of the opinion, I believe, that uh, that should not be allowed in stadiums. Um, it's very annoying. Oh, we saw it also um, in the first Bundesliga, Bundesliga uh, game. Uh, the first goal that Bayern Munich scored, uh, Bayern Munich scored, you literally can't see the ball go in because of the smoke. Like, uh, like why? Like, why do we need to have smoke? Like, what's wrong with uh, what's wrong with just like a tifo? Uh, any thoughts on that? On uh, on smoke in stadiums? I I think you know the one thing I would say is I do think the the supporter section did keep the smoke mostly to themselves. You know, it didn't seem like it was straying out onto the field or blanketing other people. We've so... seen it in the past. We've seen it in the past where it has affected uh the. The uh, right. the so Bank anyway, of California Stadium, that the security at Bank of California Stadium, uh, has definitely done a better job at keeping uh their su- supporter section under check, uh, uh, um, uh, as uh, as they've been in their home for longer. Like they used to have big problems just like controlling people and making sure they don't throw stuff onto the field, and now. They like have people who like get anything that gets thrown off to the field onto the field very quickly. Uh like like we still could saw stuff getting thrown onto the field when they scored. Right. And, and they the cleaned it up once. immediately. Yeah. Um uh it's a good atmosphere, but then also do better, LAFC. Um I, I would say they should take away that. Um, until they learn to behave. Um, because, yeah, uh, I don't want any of my players getting hit by any drunken supporters uh, who who don't understand the game. Since I feel anyone who is throwing anything onto the field is usually not a true soccer fan. Those people do not represent us. Uh, do not are not true soccer fans. Um, you got to respect the game. I mean, to a certain extent, you know, I think if the, if the supporter section wants to block each other's view, I'm a little more tolerant of that um, in the same way, you know, the TIFOs and the two polars. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know. it's more about like, if it gets onto the field is my problem right. with it. And uh, like, Yes, they're doing it. They did a good job of mostly keeping it in in uh, their area, but I I'd still rather that they just got rid of it, cause like, yeah, that's just my opinion. Uh, okay. Um, what other what else happened uh, in these six games uh, that we have to talk about? We uh, there was some stuff in the Colorado game, some referee decisions. Uh, which uh, got a lot of uh, uh, headlines. First, the goal that the Sounders, uh, Sounders' first goal, which was scored by Jordan Morris, um, uh, Colorado uh, up in arms that the goal counted because the free kick was taken in the wrong place. Um, what what are your thoughts on on all of that drama and uh, Colorado being upset? Uh, Pro did tweet that uh, the play could not have been reviewed um, because 
uh, it's not because the, that type of foul uh, cannot be reviewed by VAR, which is very strange. I mean, uh, I think if you said, you know, what what do I think would have been the correct referee and call, I think probably, you know, stop the play, give a yellow card to the Colorado player who kicked the ball away and, you know, caused the free kick to have to be taken from a different place. And then, you know, but having failed to stop the play immediately after that happened, you can't stop it later. Colorado has to stop whining and don't talk to the referee while the ball's in play and, you know, go not get scored on. Um, I think uh I think the correct refereeing um I think the correct refereeing um in, in this place was what happened. Um uh I do think Colorado should the player who uh committed the who kicked the ball away should have gotten a yellow card. I think that uh that could have been added on to what uh really happened because the Sounders are allowed to take uh, the Sounders are allowed to take it quickly. Um, so the uh, question of why did Pro think think that it was the wrong call? You know, if you if you get the ball where it is, I don't really know what the official laws say about you know if it if has to be in the general not... area. Okay, it has to be in the general area. It's what Pro says, okay. but and Pro also, is pro, pro, I think Pro is just not... incredibly wrong here. But I think it's like where you get a, like, a you, where you get a distinct advantage by taking it from a different place. I would think so. I, yeah, and I think because it's behind the play, because the foul happened uh, behind, like it 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 went backwards, not towards goal. Like Colorado had a lot of time to like the ball's in the air for a long time. They got a they could have got back. Um, you could also say it's a disadvantage. It's also I would say a disadvantage for the Sounders. Um, and the reason that I think it, it it's good that it stood is it's a disadvantage if the Sounders have to bring it back, then Colorado has even more time to try and set up their defense. So they shouldn't that's why, get you know, if you if you yeah. do bring it back, I think that's where you need the yellow card for the delay to yeah. to make it so they're not gaining. I think they could I think that. they could have given a yellow card. They could have given a yellow card in the same way like you can give a yellow card or a red card while you're playing advantage. You can give a yellow. You can give a yellow card and a red card. You can. I mean, we never see this. If there's a red card, it's very rare that you see a red card right. given for advantage. Um, the only time I can think about it case, was in they, Dallas. They were punished. It, yeah, it you happened. Know, they were punished in, in, yeah. by failing to get any advantage by moving the ball. Um, mm-hmm. So I think an extra yellow, an extra yellow card later would have been overkill. Um, no, no, no. But, but that's but that's the right where... call. That's the right call. That this is. This is one thing that's a problem with that sometimes a problem with advantage is you will see the ref play advantage, they signal advantage, um, and then they don't go back to give a card. Right. When when it's literally in the rules, like 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 if it's something where it's not even a judgment call, kicking the ball away, that's not a judgment call. If you do that, you get a yellow card for it. And then this is going to go into this is going to go into another yellow card from this game. If somebody tries a rugby tackle that should have resulted in a yellow card, but it's an unsuccessful tackle and the forward gets away, you know, should you go back and make sure that 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 card is given? Um, Yes, obviously. Yes, but if they keep but if they keep advantage, 
And if they kick the ball, if the ball is kicked away also, and the team uh, keeps the ball, you give it to them after. The only time I can think of uh, the the there being like a red card after they played advantage uh, was one time there was a studs uh, to Andy Rose's midsection um, in Dallas, and the referee gave the Dallas player a red card after the Sounders uh, uh, went and had a clear chance to go because it was like a break. Um, and they gave a red card. That was great refereeing, and that doesn't happen enough where, where there's a clear yellow card and they don't and they call advantage and then they go go back. Um again, this is good. I say this is good refereeing. Um Colorado uh got punished for bad defending, um, terribly handled uh by pro um by pro uh in in, in general. Uh moving on to another referee decision that talk that got talked about. Kellen Rowe gets a red card um, in this game. He was already on a yellow card, and then uh, on a play, he is um, sliding towards the ad bar, the the ad boards. Can't keep the ball inside. Um, he picks up the ball and uh, drops it over the ad board. Now, Pro has been explicitly told to not let this type of stuff stand. If you if you do that, if you drop it over the uh, ad board, you're supposed to get a yellow card. Since he was already on a yellow card, he got sent off. Um, what do you think about this play? Um, Sounders commentators were outraged. They said this is terrible. Um, I don't think it's as bad as the Sounders commentators um, say it is. Um but yeah, what do you think? And then I'll and then I'll say what I think it is. Yeah, I mean, I think you know it's one of these things like you know players who get a second yellow for taking a shirt off in a goal celebration. Um, yeah, you know, w- w- in in some ways, I'm always impressed by how how well defenders are able to not get second yellows. You know that they actually apparently, you know, can remember to not foul people when they know the consequences are bad, uh, which I guess is why they're professionals. They know what a professional foul is. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those things, you know, it should have, he should have been able to figure out that whether it was a 20% chance or an 80% chance that it, that the referee is going to call it. What are you doing giving the referee a 20, even a 20% chance of throwing you out of the game? You know, just don't do it. You know, yeah, the same way some players put their hands behind their back when somebody might take a shot at them, it's the same thing. Just like, don't do things yeah. that could get you thrown out. Yeah, I don't know what was going on in Kevin Rowe's mind. If it was really just a, uh, if he was really just a, if it was just a brain fart. Um, the ball boy is like right there, like he is standing like behind the, behind the ad board, so you can think he's um. He's going to, he's just like passing it to the ball boy who's right there. Um, uh, uh, this happened right in front of my section. So this, uh, so I had a very, so I could like hear all the complaints uh, for the Sounders players when this happened. Um, yeah, so it's hard to know like what was going through Kellen's um, mind. 
Um, I think this, again, yeah, like what you're saying about the jerseys, like by the book, it's a yellow card. They've been told, it's, the teams have been warned, don't do this. You're going to get a card. Um, so he, the ref was correct to, it's correct. Yes, it's a red card. However, like when you're refereeing a game, you got to also, uh, you got to also like know the temperature of the game. Like you have to feel like what's going on in the game. This happened right after halftime. The referee should know that the Sounders with the form, we need to win at home. We want points to win. We're not trying to time waste. We're not trying to time waste. Um, it's right. Well, I mean, and again, obviously, we're not. Trying no, no. To hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're not trying to. Wait. 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 No. 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 We're not trying to time waste. The reason. Um, the referee immediately comes in with a long whistle over to Kellen. Over to Kellen Rowe. Um, and gives it immediately. This is something that I feel like could have been dealt with with the talking. Like we yeah, like do better. It's not a question it, of delaying a dead ball. Um, because the main thing, because the main thing, Kellen, the main. When you, when you if you look at Kellen, he feels like he's out of position. He knows he has to run back to be a defender, and it looks like no, he doesn't feel he's out of position. He doesn't feel like he's out of position. He's literally in the state in the in no. the advertising board. He's not out of position, but he's not like he's like he's in no he's in no rush to back up. He th he throws it over and then he just walks back onto the field. He because because Colorado was not trying to take it quickly. But, they but weren't trying the, to take at it the quickly. Instant in which he starts to throw the ball, he doesn't really know the situation. He's kind of looking over his shoulder. It looks like he's worried about it. So that okay, but you know, no, no, no. The reason the reason this is harsh. The reason it's harsh again because again. They've been warned. He got the yellow card. Card. I'm fine with him being sent off here, because again, we, we like that is what the rules say. So that so you can't blame the referee for sending him off, but you can blame him a little for not punishing Colorado for the same thing. You can punish. You can be mad at the referee for not having consistency because in the first half of this game, when Colorado took the lead in the first minute of the game or and not, it wasn't the first minute. It was like the, the third minute or, or within the first five minutes after that, Yarborough immediately started time wasting. And there were tons of times where for much longer he was delaying the game much longer than than what Kenan Rowe did. So he should have gotten a yellow card. He did not get a yellow card at all in this one game. He things, should have gotten a yellow card for arguing on the goal. He did not. He went and got right know. up into the face of Colorado, of of one of the assistant referees, and he didn't get punished for that. One of the things that you know, Nat, is you know there are certain things where referees have discretion and certain things where they don't. So some one of the things that happens to the Sounders sometimes is teams push us, you know, by doing things that are just, you know, below the line where the referee can't ignore them. And then we get mad when we do something the referee can't ignore. 
This um, goes back. This all goes back to referees have to start giving, treating all the players the same. Why are the refer? Why are the goalkeepers treated differently? Um. Uh. For like second yellow cards. Or or for, for like arguing or time wasting calls. Why can't a goalkeeper get a second yellow for time wasting? It never happens. And that's got to change. Like this is it. That is consistency uh, that we need in this game. We need refs to start getting, uh, uh, to start being consistent and giving cards for time wasting because while time wasting is a part of the is a part of the game at this point like it's stupid that it is and we should try and get rid of it no one wants to see we want to see people play soccer we don't want to see people stand around and wait for an attacker to come within a yard of the goalkeeper till they pick it up we don't want to see that we want to get rid of that those aspects of the game so teams are actually playing. And the way that we're going to do that is we're going to give yellow cards to the keepers when they do that. Or when they're taking long on uh, on a goal kick. Because you can't really do the, the not forcing to pick up, you can't really punish that since the ball's still in play. But but on goal kicks, this is something that the referees could could help make the game better. Anyway, yeah, no refereeing yeah. is is a difficult job. Um, you know, I don't really want to see more red cards handed out, but I agree. I'd like to see less of some of the forms of behavior that those red cards would prevent. So I don't know what the right way to get that balance is. You know, somehow you have to sell, send the message that the red cards could be coming um, enough to prevent that behavior. Sounders also had a penalty in this game. Um, Yarborough makes like he did a, a a couple times in this game uh he fails to make the initial save doesn't get back on the ball um and Morris makes a great play clearly gets in front of him Yarborough brings him down um penalty for the Sounders that's another thing that Yarborough could have gotten a yellow card for because he completely missed the ball didn't get a card. Great play by Morris. This was one of the. This uh. This was a very easy decision for for the referee. Um, what do you think it means? Uh, or what do you have to say for the Sounders while we've been struggling to score goals? Um, in both of our home games uh, against Colorado and against Dallas, where do we get goals from? The penalty spot. Like. Like it again. This shows we are creating chances, but again, you don't want to rely on just getting penalties. We got to have more chances. Than I mean, that. sometimes it feels like we've been doing well at you know running around in the penalties in the penalty box, but not you know not good at actually taking shots on goal. Um, and so I guess one tactic is keep running around in the penalty box until somebody trips you, which has worked well yeah. for us a couple of times. But but again, you know, the more reliable way to score is to actually shoot. Yeah. And one of those people um, who, while he has scored recently, um, uh, while he has scored recently and while he has been playing well, uh, 
Jordan Morris, uh, there's been a lot of times recently where he's been in the box. He's tried to put it on his right. He's and he takes too long to try to get it on the right foot. We've seen him score with his left foot. Shoot the ball, Morris. Shoot it with your left. There's been lots of chances he has a he has a good chance and he doesn't take it with his left and then the chance is gone. Yep, more uh, shots, more on goal, quicker. So the Sounders next game um is against uh RSL. Um it is back at home. Uh, after the All-Star game, um, it seems that uh, Morris and uh, Raul Rodriguez, they were called up for the national, for, for the All-Star game. Um, unclear if Raul will be there or how much they'll play him. I think the All-Star game still has a stupid rule um, or an annoying rule where you have to go to the All-Star game or you're suspended one game. Um, so I think, I, I don't know how it works or if the Sounders could be like, we don't want him to get injured. He's coming back. Like, because if you're injured from the all-star game, then it doesn't apply to you. That rule is voided. Um, uh, do you have any thoughts about how much you expect to see? Uh, do, you, do you think Raul will be at the all-star game or, or uh, do you think he'll start Remind the next me, game? Or the game what do you think? This time? The, the game is in Minnesota. And again, um, uh, and 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 again, um, the uh, the main event is on Tuesday, and the uh, the boring event is on Wednesday. Uh, uh, the skill showdown Tuesday. Uh, no one cares about the the Wednesday thing, even though even though game. neither neither of the Sounders are 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 taking part in the skill showdown this year. Yeah, you know, obviously always a tricky thing. Um, you know, you want the league to to get that event put on, um, but you don't want to see any injuries for your your our team or for others. Um, Do you think Smetzer is going to be on the phone with with the Minnesota with the Minnesota coach being like five minutes tops? No, um, you know, I think they're always thinking about this kind of thing. Um, they're friends. Ethan's friends, he'd probably listen to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, Rolls, you know, also on his way back. Um, the question of right, does the longer layoff or, um, you know, or the extra thing help more? I don't really know. Uh, next game against RSL. Do you think Raul starts the game? Um, I think I do, especially given. Yeah, I guess we've got eight days. Before then, yeah, mm-hmm. he um, seems. To, yeah. I mean, like at this point, I would say, like, I would hope he's fully fit. Um, in in the game against Atlanta, he looked good. He was just a little rusty. He had a couple passes that uh weren't um completely on point, but he'll clean that up with just playing again. Um, I I'd be surprised if he didn't start the game against RSL, um, especially at this point. We cannot drop points at home. We need all. We need to win all of our home games. Um, we got to beat RSL. Um, uh, this is our f- uh, first time. Uh, last time RSL came, 
um, was in the playoffs last year, so we would want we want some uh, revenge um, against them. Um, and we've got kind of a a weird sequence of 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 games coming up in that we've got a Sunday and then two Fridays and then a Wednesday. You know, so not not quite multiple games per week, but kind of a game every five or six days. Uh, last time we, uh, we we played RSL, it was the second game of the season. Um, they beat us 1-0. Um, do you have any thoughts on, on RSL in general? On the road, they are 2-6-4. and four. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I I don't have a lot of uh, doubt that Seattle will be the better team on the field. You know, so then the question is, can we do a better job of winning games where we're the better team on the field, especially at home? Um, and, you know, sort of a good a good test for what Seattle has to do in the in the remainder of the season um, to Our, make sure we're above yeah. that line. RSL currently sits in fifth place in the Western Conference. Um, the Dave, they are now David Achoa less. Um, he's now with DC, so we won't have to deal with any of his shit. Um, yeah, and RSL always, you know, a team that plays better at home. So nice to not be traveling to Utah. Yeah, they yeah uh, don't have to worry about the altitude. Um, at all, um, which is nice. Um, I mean, like, while we're still, like, on the bubble, like, it's still very possible that we can get a home game and still finish and still finish in third or fourth place. Uh, we're yeah, only, I mean, you know, third we're only three points away. out. We're only three points. Um, only three points yep. divide us and Minnesota, who's in third Who's in third place. I mean, sure. Minnesota so that, that's has, all, yeah. That's all it's very still possible. very close. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Like, you know what I just meant is the you know the buys are 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 looking out of reach, getting up to first and second. Um. But uh, but having some home games is certainly possible. Okay. Uh, I think that about does it. Um. Wild episode here. Um. Just jumping around all over the place. Um. Again, the Sounders are playing well. We just gotta. We just gotta find our way to to start winning games. We gotta stop giving away uh, chances. Stop letting other teams score, uh, take games um, away from us. Um, we're a good team. We know that. Um, uh, before we go, obviously, uh, yeah, uh, I. We didn't make any uh, transfers during this window. Um, so I think that is another positive that we can take is that the Sounders, um, with they feel confident. I think the, the front staff, the front, the front office feels confident that we've assembled a group of guys who can make a run and that we didn't um, – need to go after someone uh, which which would have and it would have been hard to fit someone in with our financial situation we don't have a dp spot open um there is a rumor uh and well now we know it is confirmed that the sounders were after luis suarez 
um, best friend of Ladero. Um, any thoughts on on that move? Uh, would you have liked to see Luis Suarez um, uh, in in the rave green? You know, obviously would have been, um, you know, an interesting thing and given us more positional battles to talk about in terms of who makes it into the starting lineup. Um, didn't ever really seem very likely to happen. Um, and again, you know, we hope he doesn't talk uh, Ladero into going the other way and rejoining him back in their hometown. Um, well, recently that it will... Recently, Ladero has talked about how he loves he loves being with the team. After some initial rumors were saying that he was he was going to uh, yep. uh, try I and go to Nashville, so we'll we'll keep him know, up. Quite on hopeful that. we'll keep him for a while, um, but you know it could still happen. Step, There's it could still happen. It seems like talks uh, could uh, could um, we could land. Um, uh, Suarez in uh, at the end of this season um, for next year because uh, uh, he wanted to go somewhere uh, to have a World Cup push, so he chose Nassau. But I think he could, he could show up after after the World Cup. Um, it's not impossible that we could still see Suarez in the green. It would uh, um, definitely would be yep. an exciting player. Um, Obviously, to not willing to start thinking about next season yet. Sounders right around the playoff line have a lot of work to do to, you know, get to the playoffs and then make a strong run there. And I'm looking forward to seeing it all. Okay. 10 games left. Sounders got to have to keep going. We got to pick up our results at home. Once we get into the playoffs, it's a whole new ball game. And, uh, for this final push, remember to keep your stars up.